Welcome to Tough Questions, where we address the most challenging issues of a real and a relative Christian faith. If you're joining us on Facebook Live or our YouTube channel, Instagram, or maybe the Tough Questions podcast, again, I want to say thanks for dialing in. Now let's get into our subject for this episode. Well, again, thanks for joining me this morning. I'm glad that you're here with us. And uh, hopefully, you know, is it not crazy that we're starting the, the season of Advent already? I mean, it just, to me, it seems like it's kind of snuck up, you know, and and I, I just blindsided by it almost. So we're going to take a look at over the next several weeks, uh, we're going to continue with the series that we started last week uh, into Advent here. And the series is titled uh, One More Thing. And the idea behind it is that even though you and I do our absolute best sometimes to come up with, you know, the things we need to do, the preparation and all the stuff, you know, sometimes somebody taps us on the shoulder and says, oh, by the way, there's just one more thing that you need to do. Now, I want you to look at this particular picture here I've got on the screen for you. Excuse me, and that, that looks pretty good, doesn't it? I mean, I look at that swirling around there and, you know, this fajita, and I'm like, wow, that just looks so awesome. Well, you know, in order to cook a nice meal like that, you've got to, you've got to be a planner. You know, it doesn't happen by happenstance or by accident. You've got to plan all the ingredients that you're going to use. You've got to plan when they're going to be cut, when they're going to be cooked, how you're going to combine them, what the timing of that will be. You have to think about the seasoning that goes on the steak and the seasoning for the vegetables. And you've got to think about you know, all the way down to even the way that they're cut. You know, how about if you were putting a meal together like that and all of a sudden, you know, somebody says, you know, they tap you on the shoulder and say, oh, by the way, Joe, you know, you forgot the mushrooms or you forgot the, the steak or you forgot to whatever. You know, that's that can be disappointing, you know, when you when you forget something and you know that you need it. The other day we uh, had the, the pleasure of going to my in-laws down in Grand Rapids <clears throat> and we uh, joined together as a family and and we were celebrating Thanksgiving, and it was awesome. It was a wonderful time. Uh, but my uh, brother and sister-in-law were going to supply the turkey since the, uh, the get-together was at their house. Well, they told the story about how Scott, my brother-in-law, went out and he got this frozen butterball. And, you know, it needs to be the thawed, but they'd been having some problems with their refrigerator. And, you know, we're all familiar with the supply chain issues in the world right now. Well, sure enough, you know, they had some parts on order for their refrigerator and they were not in. So they thought, well, I tell you what, my brother-in-law thought, well, we might, my parents are on vacation. So I'll take this turkey over to their house and put it in their refrigerator and let it thaw over there for a few days. Well, you know how it goes. The best laid plans of mice and men, they say. So they go back over to get the turkey, and Scott realizes something is way wrong here. And uh, the turkey, the, the, the temperature inside the refrigerator was set higher uh, since they had left on vacation than what was normal. And 
Scott, of course, never checked that. I, I wouldn't have either, you know, but who knows? But it's one of those things where, you know, everything has to be just right in order for the meal or whatever it is you're doing. Uh, has to, Everything has to be just right in order to turn out. Well, <clears throat> we're going to talk up today about a, a scripture story that Jesus t- tells us and and it's about a guy that was told there's just one more thing that you need or that is required in your life in order to live a good life, a holy life, a life that's worthy for the kingdom of heaven. And this is what he was looking for. Now, this man was trying his best to secure his eternal destiny. Uh, we, we know the story as a familiar one about the rich young ruler who lived a good life. He followed all the, the teachings of the law, and he thought that he had done everything correctly. He thought he had, had, had thought about all the details that were required, you know, kind of like cooking the turkey, right? I, I had everything all planned out. I had everything ready, and I knew exactly what I'm doing here. And, and then all of a sudden, someone taps him on the shoulder and said, eh, guess what? You know, you forgot something. Well, my brother-in-law forgot to double-check, I guess, that the refrigerator was not on vacation mode because the turkey was ruined. You know, he got over there to pick it up, and the turkey is is not only thawed, but, but warm. So the meat had spoiled. It brings up a, an interesting question, though. In your life, if you, how would you feel, though, if you thought that your eternal destiny was secure, and when you tried to verify it, you found out that there was something that you had forgotten. Think about that for a minute. This was the case with that rich young ruler. He was trying to be very, very thorough. He really was. He was trying to be thorough, uh, but he forgot uh, an important detail. Now, let me put the scripture up on the screen here for you, and we can kind of read along together. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except for God alone. And you know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony, and you need to honor your father and mother. Well, the rich young ruler replied, he says, All these I've kept since I was a boy, he said. And when Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was a very wealthy person. You see, this rich young ruler, he had quite a track record. He had obeyed the commandments. He had been a good tither. He had shared his wealth. Uh, He helped others. He was benevolent. Uh, He did his best, really, I think sincerely, to honor God. And this description might, honestly, it might fit you. You might say to yourself, or have said to yourself in the past, you know, I've obeyed the Ten Commandments uh, to the best of my ability. You know, I've been benevolent. I've helped others. I've tithed. I've done a lot of good things and worked at the church tirelessly sometimes. But 
to hear that I've left something out, that could be devastating. Absolutely devastating. The young ruler's intent here was absolutely clear. His intent was very clear. He wanted to know, am I getting into heaven? Am I assured that everything that I have done will enter me or usher me into the kingdom of heaven without question? He wanted assurance. He basically was asking the question, am I good enough? Have I been good enough? Is what I've done good enough? And Jesus answers the question and says, basically, no, it's not. Because, you know, you want to know if you're going to get into the kingdom of heaven based on the things you've done. Well, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and follow me. And a man couldn't do that. How about you? Could you do that? Uh, think about that. Could you, if Jesus asked you to give up everything and give it to the poor and follow him on a journey that you're not sure where it's going to go, would you be willing to do that? You know, maybe you've been in church <clears throat> all your life. Maybe you've tithed for years and served and tried to be obedient and all of those things. And ultimately, I think it's, I think it's partly human nature. We ask at some point in our life, has it been good enough? Have I earned my way into heaven? Sadly, a lot of people ask this question in their heart. And they base the answer to it on their own self-assessment. They assess their own righteousness, their, their goodness. So many times people look at themselves and say, well, yeah, I'm doing good. You know, the same thing this rich young ruler was doing. I'm doing good. I've obeyed my parents. I've honored my mom and dad. I've been a good tither. I've, I've kept the commandments. You know, I, I've assessed that I'm pretty good. I just want to make sure. Well, you know, sometimes when we assess ourselves, we miss things. Because really, it's not up to us, is it? We might feel like we've been good enough or righteous enough, but... Our assessment of it really makes very little difference. You see, there's no good enough in God's eyes. There's no good enough in the kingdom of heaven. There's no good enough at all. It's, it's one of the flaws in human reasoning that we think things through constantly and trying to, you know, make sure that our faith walk is going in the right direction. So we start to self-assess. Honestly, your assessment of yourself really is of very little value. The, the rich young ruler, he, he claimed to be righteous, but he was unwilling to give up the one thing that Jesus requires, and that is himself. He was willing to do all of this stuff. He was willing to impress Jesus with his track record, but he was not willing to give up his status in life of who he was and what he had accomplished and what he had amassed for himself. <clears throat> when you look at this scenario, a lot of different questions start to surface. How do I give myself to God when I can't forgive the other person who hurt me? 
How do I do that? How do I get myself when I'm trying to figure out how to get even with somebody? Or how do I give myself to God when I refuse to forgive somebody that's wronged me, even though God has forgiven me of all that I've done to wrong him? How do I how do I share the grace that I've experienced in my life from God when I'm, you know, in my life, how do I share that with someone else that I'm not willing to share it with? How do you, how do you do that? How do you receive grace when you're not willing to share it with other people? Well, the story here continues. And the story says, let me see if I can find it here for you. I think this is it. Here we go. Those who heard this asked, well, then who can be saved? And Jesus replied, well, what is impossible with man is always possible with God. And Peter said to him, we have left all that we had to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus said, no one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come in eternal life. Peter states the obvious. To leave family, to leave work, to leave all of that seems to be a very high price to be paid in order to be entered into the kingdom of heaven. And what about the persecutions that we've endured, too? I mean, that was part of the price that we've had to pay. Remember the rich young ruler? He walked away sad because he could not give up the thing that meant so much to him, his own personal status. Well, you know, it brings up that question, of course, who can be saved? And we find the answer in, in the next chapter of Luke, in chapter 19. There is a story in there where we meet this guy by the name of Zacchaeus. We meet Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus is this little teeny tax collector, a little short guy, who had heard about Jesus. But he had been collecting taxes and he'd been screwing people over and keeping the, the prophets and, you know, taking advantage of people and, and ignoring the poor and the widows in his own community. And, you know, he had not been a very good guy, not a nice guy. And, and Zacchaeus, though, was interested in Jesus and wanted to know more about Jesus and who Jesus was. So what does he do? He seeks Jesus out. Jesus is traveling down this, this road toward Jericho. And Zacchaeus, being a little short guy, he, he climbs a tree and waits for the entourage that's following Jesus to get to the tree so, so Zacchaeus can see him and hear him. But when Jesus gets there, what does he do? He calls Zacchaeus down and he says, Zacchaeus, come here. And Zacchaeus gets down and starts this interaction with Jesus. Now, we don't know a whole lot about what took place, what was said, and what, what things Jesus said and how Zacchaeus responded. But what we do know is that salvation came to the heart of Zacchaeus that day because Zacchaeus was so grateful for what he had been forgiven and what he had learned and what he, and just realizing his desperate need for a Messiah, for the Savior of God. Because of that, he was so grateful. He says to the people, he says, you know, he says, half of everything I have, I'm going to donate to the poor. 
because I'm so grateful for what God is doing for me. And then he says, if you've been, you know, wronged by me, if I've taken advantage of you, you know, financially, he says, I'm going to pay you back four times, whatever it is that I've wronged you with. He's the, see, the guy is so appreciative of the relationship that God had offered to him that he found through this interaction with Jesus, that he is so grateful that he decides that I need to make amends. I need to repent. I, I can't live the way that I've been living. You see, it was a changed heart. That's what Jesus was telling the, the rich young ruler that he needed. You know, he was telling the man, you know, you've done all this stuff, but you're still holding on to something that will not let you understand that you need to be forgiven. You need a savior. You need my righteousness to overshadow the sin of your life. That, that's the whole key right there. You see, we learn that we need a Savior. Regardless of how much we've done in life, regardless of how good we've been or anything else in life, we need a Savior because we cannot match. We cannot equal the righteousness of who God is. That's why we need Jesus. And when we get to the point that we honestly understand that Jesus has forgiven us, that we can walk away cleansed by the blood of Christ and his sacrifice in our life. When we truly believe that and we dedicate ourselves and give our life back over to God so that his will will be done and not ours, that is when salvation comes. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining and don't forget to like and share. God bless.